to Line by Line, where we look into the creative workings of visual and performing arts. Today we have with us James V. Thomas, who is the HCC Coordinator for Theater Technology and the resident scenic consultant for the Ensemble Theater here in Houston, and also the resident designer for the New Horizons Theater in Pittsburgh. Now that's only a tip of the icing. There's a whole lot of other things, but it would take me all 30 minutes to explain that. So we're just gonna continue on. But in addition to that, I will say, he has won multiple awards in theatrical set design, and he is only one of a few set designers who have designed for all 10 plays by August Wilson, depicting the African-American experience in each decade of the 20th century. Is that correct? That is correct. Make sure I'm saying this right. And as I said, I could go on and on, but instead of doing that, let's talk to him <laughs> <laughs> and let him tell us about his accomplishments. Welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> well, um, set designer, What uh, number one, what made you go into theatrical set design? Uh, first of all, I, uh, as a child, I wanted to create my own world. I was sort of a uh, megalomaniac in that respect. I, uh, in an open field, I would um, get refrigerator boxes and uh, build little villages out of them. Oh. And um, then there was like a, a paint and wallpaper store next door. And I would get the samples out of the trash and make uh, interiors for them and everything else. And so, oh, neat. I love and, it. And I love so, it. So you were always into theater. You might right, say. right. <laughs> and so that's where I got my start making uh, little models and uh, building little villages and stuff. Okay. And, <clears throat> well, and and um, so did you? go to college for it or how did you get into the business? Uh, actually, I started uh, working uh, in theater when I was about 12. Uh, wow. the, the, um, in the city that I'm from, is, which is Liberty, Missouri, it's a uh, claim to fame. It is the uh, home of the first daylight bank robbery by Jesse James. Wow. And we, <laughs> <laughs> we also in, in prison, uh, Joseph hey. Smith, the uh, founder of the Church of Latter-day Saint, and so oh, they have okay. a shrine there to him. Okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's also the home of Hallmark Cards, and Hallmark Cards gave a, uh, had a very big influence in encouraging people to be in the arts oh, and good. to uh, take advantage of uh, art situations. And uh, then I had uh, several really good instructors, uh, even starting in, in high school. Uh, that uh, like Dorothy Lee and um, Nancy Jones, who were, were very uh, working artists and um, taught me a lot about, you know, how to move around in the theater business. I really sucked as an actor. And so, uh, you know, they tried to direct my artistic energy in another direction. In a different direction. Okay. <laughs> well, it was a beautiful direction because I've seen some of your work and it's absolutely fantastic. Well, in addition to professional influences, uh, you had other influences in your life. Uh, uh, yes, my uh, grandfather um, uh, was a uh, teacher. He was a principal of the colored school there in the small town that I'm from. And uh, then uh, there were many people in my family who were also involved in um, 
working as artists. I had uh, an uncle who had a big band, and they also had a uh, ran a nightclub called the uh, Casaloma Ballroom. But uh, in that day of uh, segregation and stuff was going on at that time. Uh, so they were able to be successful, um, not particularly here in the United States. Uh, they traveled a lot to South America and uh, other regions of the world where they could uh, get work. And so uh, it let me know that I was, uh, that the possibilities were open, mm -hmm. e even if they weren't here in the United States. Okay. Okay. Um, well, I know it, that reminds me of, of August Wilson and the fact that you have designed so many of his plays and that he uh, writes or has written for the African-American experience. How, um, how did you become successful because it, in spite of social for me, uh, it, uh, I found that uh, I had to basically create my own way. Uh, and that was, that's also one of the reasons why I try and be a mentor to so many minority artists. Uh, I buy their, I buy their uh, artwork, or we talk about the business of being in, in arts, because uh, it's, sometimes it's still pretty hard out there for minority artists to get a, a foothold. Um, I always uh, think that, uh, you know, many uh, black artists and, and minority artists are creating their own visions of what they want it to be. Uh, you know, like Tyler Perry opening his uh, new studio in Atlanta, mm -hmm. and, and many uh, women artists are pre uh, forming production companies mm -hmm. because they don't get that opportunity you know, in a um, in in the mainstream businesses, right? Mm -hmm. right. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so, tell me a little bit about I I saw you. I mean, I'm jump around here, but I just think that it's neat. I saw you in your workshop, in your study, in your wonderful house that I will also talk about. <laughs> uh, but uh, you do it the quote old fashioned way. Uh, right. Tell me tell me a little <laughs> bit about that. <laughs> well, no, I, I I'm a very much uh, hands on kind of artist, and I do all of my drawings by hand still, even though I do uh, know how to operate uh, the computer-operated uh, automated drafting system. And after I've drawn it by hand, I may even load it into the CAD system, but um, there's something for me about the touch and when I'm doing color renderings of, of my sets and stuff, I still like to do those by hand. Uh, it's something flat and uh, unfeeling about digital to me. <laughs> and it may be just because I'm old for it, and that's the way I learned how to work. But, uh, well, I know in audio, you can't replace analog with digital completely. There right. are some differences that you right. can't get. So, yeah. That I, and, and it's just the, the, the nuance of, of that, uh, that hand touch you know, when you're doing your artwork and stuff. And it's the same thing. reason why in, in my house I have a lot of paintings because it's that brushstroke for me that makes it alive and, and a connection with that artist. Okay. And speaking of your home, before we take a break. <laughs> okay. When I walked into your home for the first time, I thought I was walking into an art museum. I really did. <laughs> I mean, it was... Uh, 
you have beautiful art all over and just the way you have your furniture and the paintings and the way things are arranged it's like you have a set within a set within a set talk about set designing <laughs> i think it's beautiful uh, well you know when my mother first visited me she says this is beautiful she says it looks like you spent a lot of money it's like okay i've been working with cheap budgets all my life and so if i can do it for them why can't i do it for myself <laughs> <laughs> People think that in theater, I mean, yes, you can spend a lot of money on a set, of course. Right. But uh, sometimes, especially the beginning, we're, you take hardly nothing and right. make it into something. Into that's, something, That's right. the art of it, the creativity of right. it. Right. And then, you know, uh, too, I've uh, been real fortunate on the death lottery. A lot of my grandparents and great aunts and stuff left me really good furniture, so, you know, it played out that way. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, we're going to come back in just a few moments and talk a little deeper about uh, what uh, Thomas is doing. Thank you. <laughs> Sometimes you're lucky and you don't even know it. That sounds very profound, but that was not by me. <laughs> that was by August Wilson in his play, Gem of the Ocean. And you directed Gem of the Ocean. Oh, excuse me, you didn't direct it. I'm I sorry. designed it. You yes. designed the set for Gem's, uh, Gem of the Ocean. This, of course, is James V. Thomas. Tell us a little bit about uh, your work with August Wilson. You've done 10 of his plays. Um. And, and uh, also, I, I knew August Wilson in his lifetime, so mm -hmm. it was a very, I was very lucky from that aspect. And then also, I've had uh, 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 the opportunity to spend a uh, great amount of time in Pittsburgh, mm -hmm. uh, in the Hill District, which is really the central focus of a lot of Austin, uh, August Wilson's work. Mm -hmm. He only has one play out of the 10 cycle that's not set in, in Pittsburgh, wow. and that's uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which is set in Chicago. Okay. Uh, in uh, just researching the uh, area and uh, the transition that the city of Pittsburgh went through, you know, because it started off at a, as a very industrialized city and, you know, uh, just like any, uh, everywhere else in America, you know, the neighborhoods changed, urban renewal, uh, industry died. Right. And so all of those influences yeah. that take place, that's why they, they, they stopped calling it the August Wilson cycle. And they just call it the American cycle now. Because okay. it is uh, basically a, a, the story that, of American North, life. That industry. Right, yeah. exactly. And um, 
I did a, a lot of research. Uh, there was a crime photographer, a guy that started off as, as a crime photographer named uh, Teeny Harris. And Teeny Harris, uh, actually they had a display of his work at the uh, University of Houston. But uh, Teeny Harris documented the uh, Hill District, uh, which is where most of the plays are set mm -hmm. from uh, the late 30s up until the late 50s. Mm -hmm. And so it gave you a really good perspective of what was going on, what the look was, and um, how things had, had changed during, over that span of time. Wow. And so um, that was a good resource. But I tend to, uh, when I'm working on a project, first of all, it starts with a word. Uh, the script is, is where I go through and I'll dissect the script to see, all right, so just the mechanics of it. All right, so I need to have space for three people in this scene and, you know, then just go through each section of it, break it down into what they call French scenes mm -hmm. so that, that I'll know what the mechanics are, what I need to have space for, for different things. Um, and uh, then from that point, then I can design uh, because I'm a true believer that the set is another character in the in the show. Yes. yes. And so uh, it has to say something uh, or, or be functional in that respect, depending upon what I'm working on. Because when I work with uh, musicals, I'm looking for how much variety can I give this same set, mm -hmm. you know, without doing a, a, a lot of changes or what my resources are. Scene changes can be one of the most difficult things there is. Right, exactly. Doing it quickly and easily. Right, exactly. <laughs> and um, so that's, uh, I have a, a large collection of uh, pop-up books and I'm a fan of pop-up books <laughs> for the fact that the mechanics of making things uh, disappear and, and reappear, and reappear. <laughs> right? <laughs> and with the uh, use of just you know basic good engineering, you know I, I use that a lot in in uh, my show. When we were doing uh, the Wiz, uh, which was uh, a pretty big show, uh, from the aspect that. There are 15 distinct locations that you have in the Wiz. Okay. And so just the mechanics of making everything flow so that it doesn't become a uh, five-hour show about scene changes. Right. <laughs> you, know, you, you, want you have a tendency to lose your audience while you're changing the set. <laughs> right. So uh, uh, we basically did like a Congo line of scenery down a back hallway so that as things came off, another one could go down another hallway. Oh, I like and, it. And um, uh, just so that it would flow easily. Okay. That's neat. Okay. And I like I like the pop up box, the pop up book stuff. I mean, right. those are so neat. Um, tell me a little bit more about August Wilson, if you can. You said you you were kind of like a friend to him. You knew him well. Uh, well, no, I, I knew him and I, and I knew of his work. Uh, and Pittsburgh is his hometown. Yeah. And so you you learn about a lot about him and um, uh, his process and and what he wanted to show and also uh, those places where he visited, I was able to go to the, some of those same places. I know that uh, when I teach Introduction to Theater, we talk about the spine of a play, mm -hmm. okay? And I, tell the audience here how you deal with this, how does the spine of the play, you might say, uh, 
relate to what you're trying to do with the set design? You were saying you start with the words. Uh, right. I always start with the word. Um, for me, it's uh, that overarching story that you uh, have to deal with. In a good play, always, uh, you start off one way, something happens, and you should be changed by the end of it. Not only the character, but the, uh, uh, in the play, but the audience members should be changed by it also. Right. And so that was one thing that he was brilliant about, is bringing all of those conflicts into play, and whether it be within the family, or with outside of the family, or within the family group, uh, it's always going to be a situation where uh, he also related back to the curses of slavery mm -hmm. and segregation and things of that nature that that made his work so special. Mm -hmm. You know that uh, you know that the struggle of you know trying to make it in a world where you know you were second class citizen. Right. Okay. Um. So tell us a little bit about, um, now there were, we took some pictures of all kinds of uh, plays that you have uh, designed for. So uh, can you tell us a little bit about some of those plays? I know uh, you said you mentioned Wiz, uh, and then there, of course there's Raising in the Sun, Fences, some of the other. Oh, I know, the two train, not two train, the serious, what is it? The basketball one. <laughs> the serious. <laughs> Serious Tell he us about that one. <laughs> serious He-Man ball. Uh, and basically, we had to recreate a basketball court on stage. And, uh, and we had, uh, in order to keep the ball in, in play, we actually had to surround the, the stage with chain link fence. Oh, wow. And so it, it. So that it didn't go off into. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or into the audience. I don't know. Right. Well, <laughs> the audience side was open. And so if the ball happened to hit something and go out into the audience, they would just, you know, ask him to throw it back to him. So <laughs> That's great. I love it. I love it. So, okay. you know, we didn't want to make that barrier between the audience and the stage. You know, I like uh, having that open and, and, you know, just having that fourth wall open so that, that you know, they can engage in what is happening. But, uh, you know, there are... Uh, 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 I've done, you know, straight dramas and musicals, and you know, uh, as again as a scenic designer, uh, and when especially when work was tight and and tough, you know, I did weddings and bar mitzvahs also. So it's not right harder to to make things keep working. Well, know? speaking of making things keep working, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and talk to you about how you mentor others okay. to keep working. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen people's lives change just by attending a class at HCC. Some of them might not have the financial means to go to a four-year university. That doesn't make them any less, quote-unquote, smart than the kids who go to a four-year school. HCC is easy to get to. It's easy to apply and easy to become a part of. It gave me so much confidence. Once you finish your two years there, you can transition into a four-year university or go into the workforce. It's affordable. It's accessible. It changes lives. Welcome back to Line by Line. 
We're here today with James V. Thomas, a great set designer in many ways. And also, I haven't mentioned this yet, and I can't believe I haven't, uh, he was honored this year with achievements in scenic design by the National Black Theater Festival for his close to 40-year career. That is so wonderful. Mm -hmm. That is just Thank you. outstanding. And speaking of uh, awards, I we took... We panned across a whole bunch of awards in your house. And you told me something about the Ensemble Theater and they're giving you awards. Uh, actually, I have stopped um, accepting uh, the awards from the Ensemble Theater, simply for the fact that I am trying to encourage uh, the newer designers that are coming in. Um, it's a, a popular vote thing. They know my name because I've been there for, for 30 odd years. And I stopped taking them simply for the fact that, that I want the newer designers to have the opportunity to win. I, don't, I want them to be encouraged, mm -hmm. and not discouraged, you know. Right. By right. <laughs> well, he's going to win, so why should I bother? <laughs> right. Why bother? Right. right. I understand. Well, speaking of that, uh, do you mentor other artists? How do you go about doing that? Uh, yes. I, I, I think it's real important that I... Uh, I pass on knowledge and information. My, uh, again, my grandfather used to say that an education is no good unless you give it away. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I, I feel it really important because there was really no one there to mentor me mm -hmm. and to discuss about the business and how to move around in this, this particular uh, really weird thing in, that I do. Interesting. It's not normal business. It's <laughs> right. a different kind of business. You know, I'm not selling <laughs> shoes. And, you know, so it's you're, you're basically selling yourself and, yes. you know, how to do your portfolios and, and uh, how to make pitches, you know. And, and, and like you say, you're selling yourself. A lot of artists that I know are more into their artwork than they are into selling the artwork or into the business end of it. So how do you help them with that? Uh, it, it becomes uh, a situation. I was uh, just talking to a friend of mine today. He was uh, talking about, you know, how he was having difficulties. You know, it's like, you know, because it comes so easy to me, I have a, a hard time, you know, uh, saying, you know, what it should be worth. I said, what you need to do is really divorce yourself from the artwork. And I know many people who have agents from that, that mm -hmm. respect mm -hmm. is that, that what they do comes to them so easily and is so natural to them and so effortless to them that they don't realize the, the worth of what they have. Mm -hmm. And so uh, they get agents or whatever that will talk that talk for <laughs> them. Um, uh, because it does, it becomes a situation where you have to divorce yourself from the artwork and how easy it is. You have to think about, all right, so what is it gonna take me to you know, pay my rent this month? Or right. you know, uh, how, how am I going to move around? How am I gonna buy supplies to do more artwork if I don't charge the right amount of thing to it, you know. If you're just starting out, though, how do you go about finding an agent that you trust with that? Uh, it's probably going to be real hard because most agents want to eat also. <laughs> yes. And so... It's, it's, it's a personal thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? 
And so it means that first you have to establish yourself in a reputation mm -hmm. for being consistent in producing what, uh, what they want you to do. Right. You know, so, uh, and that's what I tell a lot of people that are just starting off in this. Be consistent, you know, deliver what you promised, mm -hmm. and uh, it, it'll be easier to build a reputation. It's when, you know, you know, oh, my car got, you know, broken into, and I couldn't do this and that. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's not going to fly because... Uh, I used to work in the airline industry. The plane is always going to leave. Okay. <laughs> Whether you're on it or not. Whether you're on it or not. And so uh, if you can't deliver the airplane, then, you know, that, that's going to uh, go against you. And this is a relatively small community. Mm -hmm. and, and somebody will say, hey, do you know this guy so-and-so? And, -so? and uh, they tend to be real honest. Oh, he's a nice artist, but you know, uh, it was like pulling teeth to get you know him to, to turn that. over the, the <laughs> sketches or to uh, to release the the mm -hmm. blueprint so that we could go ahead and, and move forward with it. Um, it's you know, time and money are, are very important, and, and so networking. you have to be right and networking. Uh, you know, to be uh, to be serious about what you want to do. It's it's called show business for a reason. Right. Because it's still a business, even though a lot of it is show. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, now you you work, of course, at Houston Community College as well as all these other places. Um, are there any students that you are working with that that you're helping to get started in this? Or uh, yes, you know, in sort of an, uh, of an offhanded way, I I, I support. You know, young artists, you know, by buying their work. If it's good work, I'll buy it. And I, I too, I think of it as an investment because if I, I see it with my eye and say, that's going to be somebody one yeah, day. Yeah, there you go. And you have the eye for that. You have the eye for that. So, yeah, that's very And good. so, you know, I, I do support by, by purchasing artwork from the art department. And those people I, I, I feel are serious about what's going to happen, you know, I'll, I'll work with them and try and get them involved in, in different things because in this business, it's the practicality, you know, if you can deliver a product. And so it's real important that you know how to package that product so that you can deliver it. And, and just real quick, I mean, you, you design the sets, but does it help to know how to make create, make those sets? <laughs> I was fortunate that I was raised by an uncle that uh, was a carpenter, you yeah, know, and yeah. so uh, I, I am real uh, fortunate in that respect. And it does give me an advantage because uh, I, I know how things go together, you know, but I, I know people who are costume designers who can't sew, who which kind of baffles me. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. <laughs> All right. <laughs> if you were to say one thing about your kind of work, your design, your flavor, your what's your big thing in design? Um, I, my big thing is uh, detail and color. Okay. And, and so uh, I I like patterns and I like color, and uh, I. Uh, I, and I work well with others. I, I have several scenic designers and lighting designers that, you know, we are chums. We run into each other across, 
you know, as we're crossing the country, and it's like, oh, you, we're working together. Did you know that? No, I corroboration. Right. Teamwork in the theater is extremely right. important. Extremely well, important. Thank you so much for being with us, and we needed more time to talk about everything. But uh, that's that's all the time we have. Oh, okay. <laughs> thank forward. you so much, and thank you for watching and listening to Line by Line. Uh, watch us and listen to us on the HCCS website, hccs.edu slash podcast. And we'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.